Welcome to the Liberty Mindset. Come and explore some of the ideas and issues facing our liberty. 2022 is an election year. As libertarians, we ask that you consider voting in the Liberty Mindset. Welcome and thank you for your time. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Liberty Mindset. Jimmy here with Gregor for our second installment. Last time we discussed the First Amendment and how and how we look at the First Amendment with liberty. We have the different views on freedoms that we are born with. And the big thing is that we are born with all of these rights we're discussing. Um, we discussed freedom of speech, religion, the media and press, um, assembly and petitions last time. But before we delve into this episode's topic, we do have to make our own amendment to the last um, episode. We had mentioned Taylor Lawrence. Um, she had not actually been fired from the um, Washington Post. Um, she was demoted from the features category to the technology category, and she's at, or sorry, she was she's at Washington Post, not at USA Today, like we had a preemptively thought. So we just want to make an amendment there. If you want to know what we're talking about, go back and listen to the other episode. <laughs> Many people nowadays, they're just, they're not thinking, they're reacting. So let's take a moment to breathe and come together, and we can discuss and understand one another in a uh, controlled environment here. So here in Washington County, Greg and I are moving on to the next topic, the Bill of Rights. It's a heavy one still, and it's on a lot of people's mind right now, and that's the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. There's a lot of thoughts and debate on this one, but it actually states here, the amendment, Second Amendment is a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. What do you think of that statement, Gregor? Well, I think it proves how masterful our founding fathers were once again. Um, you know, people talk about how the Constitution is 250 years old and it's out of date and it's out of style. Um, <laughs> and, you know, surely we can do better. And they offer suggestions, and every time they offer suggestions, I say, how is that better? It is always my mm -hmm. question. And in nine yeah. times out of ten, I have never heard anybody offer a suggestion better than what we have. Right. And yeah. part of that is because it is so flexible, and it is focused on the individual. Yeah, it is. It really and, is. Uh, you know, the, the, the right of the of people, and that is very specific. To keep and bear arms people is, is a very specific and it shall not be infringed aspect yeah. yeah well i mean but but yeah. it's but it is in an individual it's not a woman it's not a man mm -hmm. it's not a black man it's not a, it's a human man. it's human you're yes <laughs> and the people in order to keep and bear, and bear is very specific as well uh, mm -hmm. it's a legal term meaning to carry upon your person either in hand or in a bag which you know encompasses concealed carry i'm sorry mm -hmm. it does and interestingly enough, Oregon's um, own constitution under Article One or under Section One, Article Twenty Seven, the right to bear arms, military subnormal to the civil power, shall have the right to bear arms. Here, let me get, get it. Let me read it right. Um, did I write, read, write it down wrong? Yeah, it, it, the right to bear arms, military subordinate to civil power. The people shall have the right to bear arms for the defense of mm -hmm. themselves and the state, but the military shall be kept in, and I didn't paste it all, so that's good. But mm -hmm. the military is obviously subordinate 
-hmm. And the reason you have the right to keep and bear arms in Oregon is to defend yourself. Right. You defend um, your home to, from, I mean, even if they wrote it initially to prevent tyranny like the, we're experiencing with the British control, um, it still matters today because our, what, over half of the voters don't trust our government. Yeah. So, I mean, if you don't trust the government, how are, how are we supposed to keep that transparency there mm -hmm. without that ability? I mean, the government is getting more and more opaque, it feels like. I don't know if that's legit background, just my own perspective there, but it does feel like it's becoming less and less transparent as we move towards fighting these amendments, these rights that we have, as people start trying to squelch the liberty that we have as Americans. Mm -hmm. And it's just it's it's interesting to watch but it's also like it's like a, uh watching a fire burn you're like oh it's pretty but oh my goodness what what was it before i don't think we need to rewrite it the founding fathers and the framers had it right from the get-go and people argue oh well it's an old rule and things like maybe they didn't think about how guns would be now or weapons would be now sure they might not have, but have you read any fiction from <laughs> from that era the imagination was there. People could probably come up with an idea of what may or may not come. I mean, I doubt they necessarily thought lasers would be a thing or anything like that. But you know, if they mind. saw the you know? the muskets and the handguns, they saw them you know evolve up till that point even. And that was a pretty pretty fast thing to go from the rifles to the hand pistols and and all of that. Oh well, the history of firearms is fascinating. The first mm -hmm. firearm, as we understand it, was. Um, created in the 1400s and it was mm -hmm. called a hand cannon yeah, yeah um and then the cannon before that was only a few hundred years really um yeah. though some people may call the say the, the greek fire projectiles were a type of cannon the but, trebuchet uh, type stuff well and you know the trebuchets of course is another thing but um and they went from that and in that state the the hand cannon or the or the you know the wunderblust uh, you know, something a tube you'd stuff stuff in and shoot whatever it's a bomb it's a tube a bomb in a tube yeah it projects and, it that's really what it was then <laughs> the idea was you'd stuff whatever down there and shoot it and that evolved into the um into the long gun um mm -hmm. you know but technology has really only gotten you know the gun technology really changed a lot mm -hmm. in with the rise of america Right. Um, you know, it's, God made man and woman and Sam Colt made them equal. Yep. Um, <laughs> it's uh, That's a great way of looking at that. I like that. <laughs> uh, you know, because because we never, you know, the whole idea of a revolver wasn't necessarily a new thing. They've actually mm -hmm. been trying for hundreds of years, but Sam right. Colt perfected it. Yeah, and trying to find and that balance. Was, yeah. And then the, the Henry rifle system with, uh, you know, again, you know, you know, it was, that was considered the rifle for the week because it had seven whole shots in it. Yeah. it's all you need i thought that's all they needed i thought and you know and and the and those kind of and even the sharps rifle from the early late 1700s to early 1800s um that was used in the napoleonic wars i mean the joy of that weapon was is that it had a long accuracy and they could shoot mm -hmm. for 400 yards yeah it was started the paving the work of those rifles yeah yeah but so technology has changed a lot. And, mm -hmm. but I also, you know, people say that, you well, do you expect people to be able to have tanks, to be honest? Why in not? 17, but... In the 1800s, um, a privateer asked permission to get a warship 
so he could help fight the British in the 1812 overture. And Will says, do you have the right? To, it wasn't a question of whether he had the right to do that because he mm -hmm. did right. under the Second Amendment. Right. And it's better getting his hands on it. <laughs> yeah, well, was, no, well, he didn't want to do anything wrong. So he asked no. permission. It's like, you don't need permission. Go for it. And, right. and, and you know, that that is an incredible at the time, the warship, especially something like a man of war, that is what you went and took cities with. Yeah. You know, it was considered an, an incredible, powerful piece of machinery. So it wasn't, the founding fathers were comfortable with the idea of everybody having all the well, kinds of guns. And I think the founding fathers also had this like notion that people would want to and continue to be educated with um, what right, what arms they have. So we have a lot of people who oppose um, the second amendment, but they've never held a gun. They've never seen a gun in person. They've never even fired one, which is, I, I understand people who could be pacifists and choose not to, but you know, having at least held, hold it once, aim it at a target in a safe environment, try it just so that you understand what you're fighting against if you're going to keep fighting against it. Well, and you know, that brings up an interesting question is why do people fight against it? Fear. Yeah, what a shocking thing. It's fear and it's, and it's, and that's- and lack of trust. <laughs> well, I, I think there's a certain truth to that, mm -hmm. but um, you know, my gun has never killed anybody. Right, same here. I've had it for 25 years, so mm -hmm. or 20, this one for 23 years. But I don't I, think my gun's killed as a, a target practice, yeah. which is based on paper. You know, the, the, only, the only gun I've ever used, you know, I was, and every rifle I've ever used has been for target practice. And I'm just, you know, and, and I've never gotten in, not that I wouldn't hunt, I'm not against hunting at all, don't mm -hmm. get me wrong. I just haven't had the opportunity to hunt, um, you know, like I would like to. And that, you know, that would be, a, a, I think a good experience for me, but mm -hmm. I'm physically disabled. So running out in the woods is not something that I'm gonna be doing right now. Um, <laughs> that happens, yeah, that's understandable. But, but the right the right to bear arms doesn't necessarily mean hunting either. Though true. it's it's more pointed towards assuming that if the, if the government got out of hand, that the people could rise up and fix it, can take it over. Not that we're going to need to, though. There probably is a good percentage of the population that feels that we do we they may encounter that in their lifetime. And those people keep us curious. Twenty five percent, hmm? in according to recent. Yeah. Um, and there was was that the poll of the thousand people in Chicago? Yeah, that's a very small. Like I was reading that, and that's a really small pool of people to ask. And it's you can tweak that so much because, like in our neck of the woods, if you did the same thousand people, and say a few hundred of them were Proud Boys from Vancouver, they're going to sway that vote differently. Versus, you know, the people from Multnomah County or Washington County and Clackamas, you know, we may sway things differently, but the Proud Boys might out outdo us if they were if Clark County was to be in the same pool right so it's like this thousand people in Chicago it's like a drop in the ocean when it comes to how many voters there actually are in America yeah well th th that's true but uh that's you know part of the joy of the whole freedom aspect of mm -hmm. you know the whole liberty mindset that the yeah. uh, founders had they wanted you to be able to choose mm -hmm um and you have the right to choose <laughs> that's part of it why we, that's why states are so powerful that's why the mm -hmm. 10th amendment was created mm -hmm. um you know it's it's funny we you know oregon does have a second type amendment the 27th article mm -hmm. um does state that you have the right to bear arms but right. what i think is hilarious is that it's not needed because the constitution is over all the states and after that the states make up the rules 
-hmm. That is something, things that are not covered in the constitution. It's the agreed upon reality that we have created as a democracy. Right. I mean, you know, the 10th amendment does state that he says as he lifts it up here because he was quoted. <laughs> um, no, that's the 14th amendment. Where's my 10th amendment? There it is. Uh, the powers not, not delegated to the United States by the Constitution, nor prohibited by it to the states, are reserved for the states respectively or to the people. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the 10th Amendment is the one that says, if the government doesn't control, if the U.S. government doesn't control this, it is up to you. Right. Okay. Well, and I would hope people who have like arms, if they did have to rise up, would help people who didn't, who felt like they should, you know, or that they feel like, that they would feel empowered by those who have decided to keep up with their Second Amendment and have that ability. Um, well, and you know, the, the Second Amendment is absolutely to um, to water the the tree of liberty, you know, yeah. the blood of tyrants and patriots. That's mm -hmm. a famous quote from I think it was Jefferson. Um, yet. I've lived in countries that were at civil war. Yeah, I don't want to see about that. Um, you know, the country I, I, when I was 18, I went off to Africa. I lived in Lesotho, Africa, a little tiny country in the Southern half, not the South Africa, not the Republic of South Africa. This is actually a British Commonwealth <laughs> member. And they had been for years in a civil war because the prime minister had declared the election invalid because he was losing. And, we, we know how that story goes. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not and but you know overall Lesotho was very peaceful, but they were at war and there were scary situations. Mm -hmm. Um, and yet we and we look at things like the quote uh Arab Spring or some of these other more recent uprisings, and you know, forgive me, that's terrifying. Yeah, you know, I don't think well if we have to rise up, I don't see us having a nice clean north-south thing going oh, on. Oh no. It'll I don't think we will. It'll be in its cities. It'll be faction against fashion. It'll be ugly. And so my hope is that we can shift from the idea of a global mindset where everybody has to be exactly the same mm -hmm. to, oh, goody, and a train's coming. Perfect. Um, to a uh, mindset where, you know, the liberty mindset where each individual gets to do their own things right. and Texas can do what they want on abortion and Oregon can do what they want on mm -hmm. abortion. I mean, you know, the Roe v. Wade decision that was related to a Mississippi law came down yeah. and it just said that the states can decide. It didn't right. say abortion was illegal. Right. It said the states can decide. And people are filling it in the way they think it fits the narrative that they like. Right. And, yeah. you know, I said, well, then, you know, then if you with that, if some of the people saying that, well, mixed marriages will be made illegal. Well, mixed marriages, the reason we have marriage licenses was to make mixed marriages illegal. Mm -hmm. The reason makes things more, more difficult at times. Gun restrictions were imposed were to keep slaves from getting it. The reason mm -hmm. the NRA existed in 1852 was to teach slaves how to mm -hmm. use guns that is the yeah. people talk about the nra being racist it's like no yeah, they started no, out on a completely different grounds <laughs> so they could learn how to shoot so they could defend themselves from the kkk and other factions that's what yeah. it was there for and choo choo <laughs> hold on a second i'm gonna put mine on mute and there's a Three, four, four, come on. There it is. <laughs> yeah, four.
score. Yeah. <laughs> By law, they have to hit four times. So anyway, um, yeah, so the, you know, so the, so that's what, you know, when the, well, I'm sorry, 1870s. 70 something, 75 was when the NRA was founded. Mm -hmm. But do I think they're doing a good job? No, the NRA. No, but they could be doing better by far. By far. Um, but you know, the fact is though, that the purpose was to educate people who didn't have exposure mm -hmm. on how to use guns, to use guns for the purpose of personal protection. And I feel like it is one of those things that we really need to teach people how to do, or people should have a general understanding of before they start, you know, casting it aside. And it's, it's a tool. So if we look at it as a tool and not as this thing that's causing a problem, because it's not the gun that's causing the problem. It's the fact that the person who is wielding it, like in the, the video clip I sent to you, it's like, the, you know, homicidal maniac, they don't, A, they don't care about laws and they're going to do what they feel like they should be doing. And B, I mean, not all of us are going to be homicidal maniacs. And there's this, there's a weird malice applied to those of us who believe the second amendment needs to be upheld like they like we're assuming the worst out of people who back the second amendment and i say we just as collective americans just because it doesn't matter what side you're on there's always somebody who's like oh well that person must have bad intentions if they want to have guns and, uh, and that's you know the irrational hopelophobic i love the term hopelophobe it means fear. that's interesting hopelophobe yeah hopelophobe that's cool hopelophobic or hopelophobic um <laughs> the fear of tools yeah, I mean, it's the spoon is a tool. in charge of, yeah, it's a tool, but is it the reason that somebody's fat? No. No. <laughs> a lot of it goes back to your As mental well-being. I can guarantee you I do it without <laughs> spoons, you know? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a heavy set person myself, so. <laughs> I, I managed to get it done without a spoon, I promise. And I've lived places where I didn't have spoons, so I can, you know, I can speak <laughs> from experience. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it's, and it does boil down, it does, it's interesting to me that the, How nasty do I want to get? Well, you know what? I'm going to get nasty. The fascist or, or socialist mindset that the current United Regime. States Democratic Party is promoting, which I don't mm -hmm. think is the same mindset that most Democrats have. I think most no. Democrats want to be just liberals. They don't want to yeah, be fascist or, or socialist. There are a few that I think fall in that fascist and well, so, socialistic view, but, but they also don't know better. <laughs> yeah, but, but when you're trying to take things away from everybody, mm -hmm. that falls to me under socialism or fascism. Take your pick. Right. Because um, the ends are the same as controlling the population. Exactly. And, every, every, and throughout history, every government that has taken that kind of control has killed millions, if not hundreds of millions. And they fall. And they, they fall. yeah, they they will fall. And it might not be because the people rise up, but it may just be their own damnation that they've created. But still, they they don't succeed. So I, it's one of those history repeating itself thing. If you look up like revolutions and um, over history, I mean, you're talking every year since they've been able to document humans. There's been some revolt, some revolution. Sometimes there's casualties. Sometimes there's not. But the list is just outrageous. I went to Wikipedia and I'm just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, you know, through. Um, BC 80 and up into to now, a lot of the revolutions and wars now are a bit longer than some of the ones that are listed earlier on. But well, and, it's and, and you have to try to figure out the cause of some of those. I mm -hmm. know a lot of the things we look at now as as civil wars or revolutions. Um, you know, Africa is a prime example. It's mm -hmm. just Rwanda, or well, Rwanda is another good one. Mm -hmm. But in each of these, somebody who had no clue about what was going on there drew lines on a map. 
Mm -hmm. And you know, same thing with the Arabian Peninsula. Those I don't know, any, mm -hmm. my one of my favorite films of all time, Lawrence of Arabia, incredibly long. Some people call it boring, but the history before. that covers, you know, mm -hmm. talks about the lines and the maps that are drawn. Mm -hmm. That you know, and that was in the turn of the nineteenth to twentieth century, and how much issue has that caused throughout time because they yeah. drew maps poorly. Right, and it's pretty crazy. You know, Africa is the same thing. In most cases, you'll find there's two or three different tribes in that country. And mm -hmm. the, one of the things people don't realize about any culture is that most cultures have some form of what we now define as racism, where because oh, yeah. you're not of my culture, you're wrong. Yeah, I mean, everybody blames America for that one, but it's a, it's it's happened everywhere. If we don't understand it visually right away, we are afraid of it as a human mm -hmm. because we don't know if it's threatening. Right. So you you look at, we judge books by covers and as much as people try to avoid it, you know, it comes down to the fact that you can't. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's how people find people attractive even or find like-minded people. They judge a book by the cover and then they find out more information. And in some countries where they have these revolutions and these civil wars going on, it's like your neighbor in a tribe over was your friend and you were trading with them a couple of days before and now you're killing them mm -hmm. because you're told to. Yeah. And that to me is a frightening and does not mm -hmm. make sense. Yeah, and that's one thing that the founding fathers and the framers decided needed to be in the constitution so that we didn't end up like these countries that are constantly at civil war for decades upon decades upon decades and nothing's ever coming to resolution. Yep. Let's circle back. Um, one of the things we talked about talking about and haven't yet yeah. Um, going look back over our notes. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we talk about, and we talked about fear um, mm -hmm. a little bit too. And this sort of falls into that is like, first off, what is a right? And my favorite dictionary, the Noah Webster, 1828 American dictionary, dictionary of American English. Um, there's two reasons I use that. A, it was written in 1828 and will not change. It's true. Unlike our Merriam Webster dictionary, which can change literally by the hour. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, it defines a right in three different ways. There's the natural right granted by, I call it God, somebody may call it nature, somebody may call it by sapience, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the natural right you have in a conduction of being sapient or right of nature, uh, imminent in being alive. Just because mm -hmm. you have a pulse, you have some rights. Right. You have the right to oxygen and well-being, you know, things, mm -hmm. things like that that happen regardless and and self-defense falls into that you know mm -hmm. the funniest thing somebody asked me well you know the only reason people like hunting is because they can't shoot back and it's like yeah and if deer ever develop thumbs and learn how to shoot guess what i would not be restricting their rights which right. would make hunting a lot more interesting <laughs> that's why people do paintball instead <laughs> oh, yeah there you go yeah. instead of shooting the deer we'll just paintball them and everybody will have fun okay good. yeah <laughs> but um not as tasty i'm sorry i like myself some good medicine i'm just well i mean and i'm one of those people it's like if you hunt and you use the whole animal yeah well it. that's 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 one of my criteria if i'm gonna hunt i have to use the animal i'm not a, i could never i could never be a trophy in the yeah circle. i couldn't either yeah. I don't get that. let's surround yourself with dead things yeah that sounds like fun um <laughs> And then there's civil, you know, protected mm -hmm. by the state or property. And then there's uh, political, um, the right to vote, the right to express grievances. And the First Amendment starts with the political right. And then the second right is natural, meaning mm -hmm. the right of self-defense. Mm -hmm. um, and then it's interesting as we go farther, we'll see that the, most of the rest of the rights fall under the civil 
yeah. um, type of origin. And these are rules that we uh, agreed to as a society. And that's mm -hmm. all that um, laws are, is there right. are agreement on how there, to- It's a contract. You, right. This is your contract by being an American that you, by being born here, you were basically signed into this contract. Mm -hmm. There's, I mean, if you don't like this contract, there are a lot of other countries that have a different setup that you can go adventure to. And like you said, you've traveled a lot and seen a lot of things, but- And I still it, come back here. Yeah, I mean, and everybody has their their way. If the people really are opposed to guns, and it's like, okay, well, maybe you need to look at another country to be in, um, if it's that big of a deal to you, yeah. or be in a state that doesn't like, doesn't want guns to be used, like New York or California. Which and if you like, go to Texas. Back, <laughs> then, then we can go into the technical stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. because, uh, years ago, there was a, a professor of economics who set out to write a book to prove that guns were pointless and worthless. Mm, yeah, I read about that. Um, he ended up writing a book called More Guns, Less Crime. Mm. And he used FBI statistics and he broke it down to the county level across the country and looked at all the different ways gun laws affected it. Mm -hmm. um, and we have, most of us in our own memory, have situations where I, mem I remember, I know I'm a little bit older, <laughs> but um, I, rem I remember the day that Great Britain outlawed guns and started saying, you have to turn in your guns now. Wow. And the only thing you're allowed to have is a shotgun and a 22. And the 22 wow. must be kept at the range. That's the current law situation in, um, Britain. in Great Britain. And everybody said this will cure everything. Well, for about a two year, several years after that, there were kids running around places like Liverpool with rifles slung across their back, the gangs. Mm -hmm. Um, and this is on an island, mm -hmm. you know, um, and crime went up. Now, gun crime, as they call it, went down. But overall, more people died. The mm -hmm. murder rate went up. The luggage prohibition doesn't help. Yeah, everything went up. Another most excellent example of this recently is in Brazil. Um, mm -hmm. Brazil previously had a gun laws that were or, or gun policies that were so restrictive nobody could have them. Wow. And in 2019 they got a new president who said he didn't even change the laws, he just said these policies the government has to make it harder to buy a gun, we're getting rid of all those. Cuz <laughs> you had a right to keep and bear arms in Brazil sort of based on the Magna Carta. Yeah. Um but uh, you know they had a, they had a self defense right, so guns could be gotten, but they were extremely expensive and extremely you know they had to go through background checks, and anybody could say no, you don't need one and not get it. Mm -hmm. well, so they in 2019 they changed all those policies. Several articles came out and said, well, gun crime's going to go up. It's terrible. How terrible things are going to get in Brazil. Well, they just came out with statistics this year now after three years, and murders are down 35 percent. Mm -hmm. Crime overall is down all over the country, and they're about to have another election that will change whether or not you can keep your bear arms in Brazil. And That's, one, if one, one group gets elected, they're promising to eliminate guns. Mm. Another group gets elected, they're planning, because they have a, that weird, um, similar to they have a prime minister that's elected by the cabinets that are mm. elected by what is sort of similar. It sounds to me similar to the way Great Britain works, which yeah. is insane if you ask me, but that's beside the point. <laughs> um, uh, but if this, this group gets in power, you'll have your rights continued. If this group gets in power, you will lose them. Mm. You know, it's really come down to that. And everyone's saying everything will get better if we get rid of the guns, yet 
when you look at the statistics, everything has gotten better because they have their guns. Right. Now, People aren't as fearful or afraid because they know what to no. expect. And if you don't, if you know that someone's possibly armed, you know, A, help can come. Or B, if you're going to raise, um, you know, raise up to somebody that they could fix the solution quickly. <laughs> or, yeah, or, TV series a while ago called, uh, I forgot what it's called. It had Amy Potts in it. She was, um, I don't know if she was from Designing Women. People may remember that. I'm like, I'm just telling my age. But Annie Potts is this, you know, fairly petite young lady. Or lady, she's probably my age. Young, I don't know. But um, anyway, she, and, and, the, and it was a show, I think it was, it was based on the White Christian Bitches book. And it was a TV series that um, came out. And she was a Texas mom and the daughter went and bit from new york went and visited her and everywhere she turned around the house a gun popped up you know and there was this beautiful box in the middle of the coffee table and she opened the box and there's a pistol in there and she went and did something else and there's a rifle in there and she finally said mom what on earth are you so afraid of so she goes to her closet and pulls out a shotgun and rocks a shell and she says not a damn thing mm-hmm. and that's the difference between folks who are afraid of guns because they know that everybody, which is not true, it is the lie, everybody's going to try to hurt them. Yeah. Where those of us who just want to say, if someone tries to hurt me, I demand the ability to at least be on equal or better footing because mm -hmm. forgive me if I say the only fair fight is one that I win. Right. You know, um, I'm, I'm, you know, call me, call me nasty, but um, if somebody wants to hurt me, kill me, do something to my family, my goal is to win and the rules are pretty limited. You know, as I, my daughter growing up, she grew up with the idea that um, first off, your first rule is to survive. Mm -hmm. Rule number two is any rule that breaks rule number one is not a rule. Mm. And rule number three is any fight that you get into will be ended yeah. immediately. And she never got in fights growing up. I never got in, I very rarely got in fights. And the only time I got in fights was when I was defending somebody else. And the teachers mm. were always like, what are you doing? Da -da -da -da. <laughs> is he your friend? Well, no, but he can't fight as well as I can. So it's like, yeah. I just stepped in because that's what I'm supposed to do. That's why I, I first responded very inside somebody else and the teachers hated it, but they didn't have a choice because of the stupid roles. But anyway, the fact of the matter is, is that people's fears are based solely in this selfish concept that they have, they have control over other people. And right. I think that's a difference between a liberal mindset, a liberty mindset, or a growth mindset. <laughs> or even a conservative mindset is we, those of us who have a liberty mindset or a liberal mindset, at least this is in my opinion, for me personally, I don't think people are perfect. That's the last no. thing I think is the case. We're human. We're human. And, yeah. you know, humans have a broad range of what, what they do. And so mm -hmm. I have to be able to take care of myself. I don't expect you to take care of me because the police can only show up after everything's done. Right. As much as I love the police officers and what they do and struggle with, you know, um, they can only show up after everything's done right uh they're there to pick up the pieces they're not there to build the puzzle mm -hmm. um so, so anyway as a parent um you know I, I don't have kids won't necessarily have them but 
with the whole rise of you know gun violence in schools as a libertarian you know do you stand like how does that affect you as a libertarian and a parent you know if, if your daughter had been in high, a high school with a school shooting um like Uvalde that we recently mm-hmm. dealt with where do you where, where do you stand on that how does it make you feel about gun control well the first thing is is that the idea that gun school violence is on the rise is actually a misnomer it's not yes you know, my daughter was always taught, as I said, rule number one. And my hope would that she, as soon as that guy showed up, that she would have left. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what the teacher said, her goal would, and I always hold her, when she, she, she I'll tell you a story about her in some other episode about her <laughs> airplane flight, because it was right after um, 9-11. Oh, okay. Her first airplane flight was in December of that year. Um, and people thought I was crazy because I sent her across the country at seven alone. Um, but I'm not crazy and I'll defend that. But anyway, um, and now that young man who went, who did the Vivaldi thing or the Uvalde thing, um, you know, how many, how many laws did he break? You know, technically he could own a gun. There is no Mm -hmm. question about that. Technically he owned a long gun. Well, from what I understand, he also had pistols on him. That was illegal. Right. Um, bringing a gun onto a school, illegal. Um, I don't think he thought about any of that, though. I mean, that wasn't yeah. going through his mind. Criminals don't care about laws. Well, and again, we have a situation where it looks like there was some previous information that indicated that he was going to do this. Right. No and one again, acted. People didn't want to say anything. People didn't want to call. You know, didn't want to didn't want to get involved because it's yeah. not my thing. Well. How are we supposed to trust each other enough to to keep our rights if we can't trust people to say something when something needs to be said? And the only way that kid could have been stopped if there was somebody on campus who was willing to be trained and to carry a firearm, that is the mm-hmm. only way that could have been stopped. Even the police showing up were too afraid to do anything. Now we're finding out. And I, I, I don't like using the word afraid, but it seems to be that is obvious. The commander right. on scene was too fearful to order his people to risk their lives. Um, and some of the cops tried anyways, and, and from what I've known. One was, a, one was detained with cuffs. Mm. You know, one woman was detained with cuffs. The, the, the guy who finally is credited with stopping him was actually a Border Patrol agent who was mm-hmm. getting his hair cut and borrowed the gun that he used. Mm-hmm. And he had to go to the campus and finally talk the guys into break, breaching the door. Um, and you know, there was just so much opportunity for somebody to intervene there. Oh, there was and it just didn't happen. And, and it's tragic. tragic because everyone assumes, you know, we're back in the same mindset we had mm-hmm. in the year 2000 when um, 15 people hijacked several planes with box cutters. Yeah. I can't do it. It doesn't need that. to be a gun. A weapon's a weapon. You can make anything a weapon. Well, and, <laughs> and again, it, part of me is, is that, that the individual people just thought that they couldn't do anything or they thought somebody else would. Yeah, that's why they teach you when you do CPR. You have to tell somebody directly you are calling nine one one because otherwise everybody everybody's just going to assume someone else will do it. You have to be very pointed well, about it. There's those people that want to be sheep, and those people that want to be sheep dogs, and the sheep dogs will carry guns and protect everybody else around them, and mm-hmm. they won't ask anything in return. Right. Um, you know, if I am out and about and I end up having to defend somebody because that is in my nature, my wife mm-hmm. knows that. 
I'm thinking yeah. it runs towards the smoke, towards the fire, yeah. towards the I'm first responder brain. Yeah. <laughs> I've got um, that too. It drives my husband nuts. <laughs> some people are just wired that way, and it may get me killed. And you can say whatever you want in the comments, and I will respond. The fact is, yes, I know I'm risking my life, mm -hmm. but it is my job in the community to protect those who can't protect themselves. I mean, I've run down, I ran down an alley in Seattle because a woman was screaming mm -hmm. and chased off some hooligan that was, you know grabbing at her and stuff and she sat there with her until the cops came i didn't have any weapon on me but my presence running down the alley was enough to scare him off yeah so and it's it's that first responder brain uh, one time we were driving down i-5 and there was a car pulled over and it was smoking and you know my husband's response is get out of here you know he's a flight type of person and i'm trying to get four lanes over to see if i can help yeah well and, you know, there, there was a fire in our apartment complex once and i sent my wife out and I, me and some of the other guys went and ran towards the fire. The fire department showed up and it was already out because we'd taken care of it. You took the initiative that, and that's what but, matters. You know, and had we waited the 15 minutes it took the, the fire department to show up, who knows how much of the building had been burned. And as it yeah. was, there was like no damage. It was just in a trash can or dumpster fire that was coming up a trash chute. Mm -hmm. We managed from the trash chute to put it out completely and the fire that's department good. came through and made sure everything was fine and there was very little damage and everybody was happy. Yeah, but, and that's those those people with this type of personality are imperative to having the Second Amendment because they are the ones that are going to shepherd the sheeple. <laughs> yeah, well, a shepherd is a bad term, but I, I yeah, just it's the first one. Getting I, I'm, willing, I'm willing. I'm willing to protect you. I don't have to know you. I don't have to. Yeah, it's no. not my. And, you know, and 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 I would. You know, some people could say, well, you know, you claim to be a Christian and Christian love, blah 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 blah. But it's like that's you know that may be part of it. It's just that is my mindset. I've always mm -hmm. been that way, even in high school, elementary mm -hmm. school. I never got in a fight because somebody picked on me. I always yeah. got in a fight because somebody was picking on somebody else. Yeah, that's, that's, that's I, yeah. the way I'm wired. It's it has mm -hmm. been true all my life. Preaching to the choir. I totally understand that. Yeah. But, I've and, always and been that person and, too. And, you know, I don't have a problem with folks that want to run because if they're not capable of reacting, then they should. Right, and then they should get get out of there so somebody who does know what they're doing can help. But I mean, getting... this country literally was built on those that would do, right, versus those that would not. And we talk about the twenty five percent that you know in in recent quote polls indicate that we think we need to have a civil war or you know the idea of a national quote divorce to me is so hilarious because that's how the civil war started they had a national divorce that turned mm -hmm. into a civil war mm -hmm. um and i don't know if this one this national divorce would come any different mm -hmm. um but I, I i really am a firm believer that you have to be able to take care of yourself as much as possible and you know am i perfect no i you know i'm not the most independent person in the world but I'm not the one that's going to be handing over their food to the guys knocking on the door right. when the riots come and and mm -hmm. the you know the terrible things. I'm afraid that's you know you're 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 in a losing battle if you plan on taking migraine. Right. Um, it's just not going to you know you you don't get that because I will protect because my assumption would be that if you want my food you want me dead. Right. And I'm not going to uh, play nice. Yeah. Um, you know now. Does that mean I wouldn't give somebody who's hungry food? No, I've done that in the past. Yeah, it's just if you're forced or strong-armed into it, it doesn't make it seem like it's okay to do it because it's the difference between choice and you know a difference between choice and being forced. And I, you know, and I, you just you don't get to, you know, 
thou shalt not kill is often referred to those who have guns. They said, why would you carry a gun? You're not supposed to kill. And if you, as, as a, as a Christian, I, you know, studied that just a little bit. And the interesting thing is, is that word, that word that they translated kill is also translated murder. Right. And self-defense is not murder. Mm-hmm. And, and, yeah. Unless it's a law, unless the law states otherwise, like in Washington, you have to shoot to kill if you shoot somebody on your property. Well, if and, you and get them in the shoulder, they can sue you. Even in the scriptures, there is a difference between somebody who accidentally kills somebody kill somebody on purpose or if they're if it's a case of self-defense these are all handled in very different ways even in the in the jewish um talmud uh there you know those are all viewed as three different things and the accidental and the murderer are viewed as the same thing mm-hmm. um the uh but you know if you if you if somebody dies because they attacked you there is no no cause you have right. you have no you're, there's nothing at all there and you know you have the right to live Elf thought his apostle his apostles should have a sword when they went off on their own for the first mm-hmm. time or for the second time in luke 22 he describes having you know making sure you're good okay you, i'm sending you guys out i'm not going with you so you need a sword all right protect yourself and, come back alive yeah and they said that's well, really well, what comes down to yeah, well that's what it was and you know, well, they, you know, people will say, well, the, he sent the apostles out with nothing. They didn't have any. They weren't even supposed to bring a change of clothes. And he said, yeah, well, that was the first time. Yeah. And the second time, they had all their stuff. They had money. They had everything, and they were traveling. You know, traveling. well prepared. <laughs> and they were traveling with with things other people wanted. But if you're traveling mm-hmm. without anything, you can go through most. You know, if you have nothing but the clothes in your back, guess what? No one's going to bother you. Right. For the most part, because you can't take anything from them. Yeah. And what are you going to do? It's like the worst thing you can take from them is their pride or their feeling of self-worth, but it's nothing tangible. Yeah. So that makes it even more malicious if somebody was to attack a person who has nothing. Um, so what do you think? Where are we at? Anything else we need to cover? I think I know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot. I mean, it's such a loaded thing right now with New York and California passing all these laws to try and make it impossible for people to even really have their gun outside of their home. It'll be interesting to see how that comes through. Um, You know, California is one of the six states that has, um, for the most, you know, California is interesting. Having grown up there, they have some expertise and been involved in the political world there. Mm -hmm. Um, California, unlike Florida, or unlike, um, well, and similar, I guess similar to New York, New York's laws was that the magistrate could request that you have just cause. Yeah. Um, in California, the highest ranking peace officer in whatever region, which in most cases is the sheriff mm-hmm. of the county you're in, um, sets the criteria for having a concealed weapons permit. And in 53 or 52 of the 54 counties, that means that you had to a show what they called just cause and self-defense was not one of them hmm. most cases in california in san diego it was never proven but it was known that if you donated 500 dollars to most of the sheriff's campaign funds you could end up getting a concealed weapons permit hmm. um but in some counties in a couple of counties for a long time orange county and a long time um or i think still in uh Mm. one of the counties way up north um you know the sheriff 
declared that, uh, you know, I can't, I don't have enough people to come to your aid. So anybody who requests a, a permit, as long as they've had their training, is going to get it. So it was up to the sheriffs, and the sheriffs may, you know, could do a lot of things. So if you wanted to get a permit in California, the secret was to hire a sheriff that would give it to you. Yeah. But most of the time they wouldn't. It sounds kind of corrupt in that sense. Oh, and it was. Yeah. A lot of people do feel like the government's corrupt. And I mean, if it if a good chunk of the voting public feels like the government is corrupt, I think I saw like depending upon the party, anywhere from 50 to 70% of, of each party seem to feel that way, mm -hmm. then we need to keep this amendment as is because in the event that we did need to, it's like prepare for the worst and hope for the best scenario. You leave it in place just in case. Well, <laughs> I, I think part of the reason there is corruption is because our politicians are not concerned about the about people rising up against them. The we haven't had a, a rising yeah, or a revolution in a while. And when we first established this country, um, you know, being a congressman was not a paid, mm -hmm. um, you, you didn't get paid for it. And so yeah. you went for three months every two years and you did your duty and you came home. And that's the way it worked. Um, they mm -hmm. still do that in Texas, uh, even though they do pay their state representatives. Mm -hmm. But, um, and, you know, and this, the states appointed and took care of senators. Um, that all went away with what the 19th Amendment, um, mm -hmm. where we decided that the states didn't need to have that much power, so we'll we'll make everybody popularly elected. And so much of the dismantling of our country has happened since then, mm -hmm. um, because everything is based on a popular vote, and so therefore you try to give people what you want, and it's turning us into a democracy when we're supposed to be a republic exactly yeah. that's exactly what it is right there nail on the head we're supposed to be a republic and, and people don't understand what that means because mm -hmm. you know they want their give me's they and want their instant gratification <laughs> every you know i'll give you this i'll give you that and it's like yeah but you really don't according to the constitution you don't have power to do those things well, they don't you want to sacrifice liberty for security for a false sense of security famous line by Benjamin Franklin. Yeah, and I'm, I totally back that. I would not sacrifice my liberty for a, a false sense of security or even a, a general sense. I know I'm more secure if I have my liberty. Well, you know, the people that got shut into their homes in Hong Kong and Beijing mm -hmm. during the um, pandemics may or may not argue with you. Mm -hmm. I think they would because what could they do? They could do nothing but sit there, and many of them died from starvation, from what we've heard. It's appalling. Um, well, <laughs> so yeah. Appalling. I mean, this is what happens when the government um, oversteps. Oversteps, and and I and the part of the reason the government keeps getting more and more bold is because they have more and more power because people mm -hmm. want them. People don't want to deal with it. Well, they want to provide to them, and mm -hmm. and you know I'm. One of these days, we'll have to do a, a segment on the idea of what wealth is. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's money. Uh, and yeah, well, there's so money. much more to it. <laughs> no, that's just a scorecard. It's not, yeah. you know, that's not how wealth is, what wealth really is. But that's another subject. <laughs> For another time. So next week, or next in two weeks. Um, next episode. <laughs> next episode. We're going to be looking at the least the third and fourth amendments. I don't know if we're going to get into the fifth amendment or not. Yeah. We'll, we'll take a dabble with the third and fourth and we'll see if the fifth rolls on in. Okay, um, works for me. And then, 
may or may not have somebody join us to chit chat. I'm still working on that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, yeah and, and we're hoping we're hoping to have actually we we're looking to have a guest. We're going to keep it secret because we've not approached them and gotten confirmation yet. But I've approached them, but I haven't gotten confirmation yet. So, <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll leave that quiet until then. But um, yeah. We'd like to thank you all for coming. We'd like to encourage you to comment in the videos comment section. Please do. It's an open forum. Us, you can uh, email us at, at the liberty mindset gmail or sorry, the liberty mindset at, at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to answer or read your emails on the air. Yeah. And, um, We'd love to. You know, we're sort of working on our epitaph. <laughs> um, but I really like to request people to. Oh, you know, seek the truth and stay mm -hmm. curious because yes. if you can do those two things, you really can develop the liberty mindset. Amen to that. We'll see you next time, everyone. Thank you. Mm -hmm.